me just find exactly what this said. Okay. You have I it? I got that right there. Yeah. Let me retweet okay. off of my laptop. Okay. Uh, yeah, because you sent it to me. What? Yeah, I'm just, it's just, you know, we're live. Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh, thank you for anyone who's hopping in already or anybody who's watching this on the replay. This is the Monday stream of Get to the Point. As I said on Friday, we're gradually starting to work in some different segments, some different topics being a little bit more organized with how we're going about this show. Today's episode, because we had some amazing stuff going on on Saturday, uh, or sorry, on Sunday rather, for the NFL, we are going to react to what happened with the Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday Night Football. We're also going to talk a little bit about Taysom Hill and then wrapping up with a new segment and a very painful story for me to live through, uh, relive through, uh, that happened between Sean uh, yeah, and I. It was painful for you. Right. Yeah. It was painful for the both of us. So mm. don't, don't act like it, it, it was it, just it, you. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, All it was right. real painful for you. You're the victim. Okay. Right. So, uh, Sean, before we get to that though, do you, ha- I, we're actually going to bring in Mitch here. Who's, who's been Mitch a fantastic not. additional host who, who has, um, been running the social media and has done a fantastic job. But today, uh, he did something. It wasn't that he did a bad job. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything like like very wrong. It was just a little weird. <laughs> um, so as Joe just said, we do have a social media manager. His name is Mitch. He's right here. And uh, I guess yesterday there was some controversy at the end of the game between the Packers and the Colts where Marquez Valdez-Scantling had a fumble. And then today he said he's been receiving some death threats. And, uh, you know, it's not been a great situation for him. So our social media team decided, hey, you know, this is a big deal. Let's 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 tweet something out about this. So from get to the point, this tweet's gone now because it is just as odd of a tweet I've ever seen. <laughs> Joe is is cracking up at it, Mitch. So I have to congratulate <laughs> you on that. It's the it's the Trey Parker, Matt Stone approaches. If you can make him laugh, then it, it should be content. But I saw this and I was just baffled a little bit. <laughs> the tweet is uh Marquez Valdez Scantling <laughs> said that he received death threats following the Packers' loss to the Colts. That's fine. Normal. Then it continues. Should these people be tra- <laughs> tracked down and punished? <laughs> so that, I got to th- <laughs> I got to thinking. <laughs> what's Mitch's p- plan? To track down these people and then punish them subsequently, and how would he punish them? I don't know. These are. He said he literally got legit DMs from people saying that they were threatening to kill him, so they know who he knows, like the account that sent it to him. And I mean, well, nope. I feel like this happens it's all the true, time. And that's though. a good point, yeah. also, Mitch. Yeah. That's you could always get the, you could always track it down. I mean, but. Holy hell! I've never seen some wording like, like that. I don't know. I just, I just heard that, and honestly, I'm, I'm kind. Of, to be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm kind of embarrassed to be a Packers fan when that shit happens. Oh, right, yeah. right. It, you're, you're one of the more wild fan bases. It was just like, again, I, I don't think it's a bad tweet. It was just the wording was a little weird, and then me picturing like. Like somebody just like hunting down these people to track them down. That man stole popcorn from the movie theater. Cut off his legs. 
I don't know. It just I'm not a big fan of death threats, man. No, I got it. Especially it was just it was just so wrong considering the game that he had like previously. Like he was the whole reason why that game went into overtime. Right. But that's just that's some the performance by MVS that just pretty much sums him up as a player is that he will on a 10 yard crossing route wide open, he will drop a pass, but then contested mm-hmm. with three guys 60 yards down the field, he will come down with it. Right. He's just he's a frustrating player to watch because you can't give a complete excuse to cut him, but sometimes you just can't keep or have a legitimate reason to keep him either. So yeah, and I, I'm usually pretty s- distracted on Sundays because um, I'm working, but like I always see you just drop up occasional messages here and there in the group chat. And a lot of them are about MVS because, again, he's like a – you can't really figure out what type of a player he is. So just before we wrap this up, Mitch, uh, just any – just final closing thoughts on the game because obviously the, that game was so frustrating for Packers fans and for the Packers to, to look very dominant for a majority of that game. I really thought that they were going to win. I, I stopped watching that game thinking that – they were going to win. And well, you're not a Wisconsin sports fan. If you really go and look <laughs> at our history, we we might be the worst state overall with college and pro teams at holding leads. I mean, you look at the Big Ten championship game last year against Ohio State. You look at the 2014 NFC championship game against Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, my own college has blown two 25-point leads in my college career. Right. So the list goes on and on with being able to hold these. I mean, the Bucks lost four straight to Toronto in the playoffs. Sean, yeah, 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 yeah. And you, yeah, Wisconsin, Sean, you, Sean, and Milwaukee, you they, uh, you they, they really have moment. a They really have a bad with holding leads, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. All right, Mitch. Final, final, final thoughts on the uh, on the tweet. I need I need some closure on that. I don't know. I just like I just well, think I, it... can we get a letter grade because content wise, it's an A. I'll give it an A for the content. Why are you asking me to grade my own fucking tweet? <laughs> like Mitch, he's got some fight to him. <laughs> That's a hell of a response. Sean, this is my first show with you. You're bringing out the hostility in me. Man. If we do more shows together, it's we're going to get more viewership. I almost guarantee it. I just... <laughs> I was just hey, you know me. what like, I will I will take I'll take myself out of this. Why don't we have Joe like put out the tweet officially and why don't why don't we put out grades as a poll? I uh, like that idea. I I mean you uh, actually I'll, I'll I have the screenshot so I don't think you can go screenshot it, but I like that idea, Mitch. It's a good idea. I'll make sure I do that. Um, but now in all seriousness, though, it was it was funny. Thank you for giving us a good. <laughs> You're doing opening a good segment today. Yeah, you're doing really, a really good. You're job. actually <laughs> helping us a lot. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it. I don't know. I just, I just think death threats just aren't cool. When you literally threaten to kill someone, it's just right, something I that I just don't think you should be able to escape by scot free doing that whenever you want to people. Right. <laughs> um, well, folks, we're gonna have Mitch on again later in the week uh, as Sean has a extremely heavy work schedule. So we'll, you'll hear again from Mitch. Mitch, thank you again for hopping on. Um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Peace out, boys. Later. Oh, wow. That was fantastic. Um, God, thank you so much for that, Mitch. That was... <laughs> oh, I got a good laugh out of that tweet. Um, well, Sean... Reading it aloud, it really... Right. It really makes it better to read that one aloud. It makes it so much better. Um, so, Sean, I want to hit on two of the major storylines that we got out of this past week in the NFL. We... 
witnessed, I, I don't know how much you watch of Sunday night football, but I was, I was rooting for the Raiders because I like to see some, some underdogs come in and, and sneak out some victories. Even though I, I like Patrick Mahomes a lot, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but I really thought that they were going to pull this thing off. And Patrick Mahomes eventually does storm back with about a minute and a half left. Fantastic quote by Andy Reid after the game saying, why would I kick the field goal when I've got Patrick Mahomes? You know, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need to kick the field goal when I have one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. So I think that the question that now has to be asked, asked because they have proven that they can finish games and come back in, in tight situations. Is this the team to beat in the NFL right now, even though that they're not the undefeated team right now, like the Steelers, is this the team to beat? I was going to knock that question and drag you through the mud until you brought up the Steelers, but obviously 10 and 0, a lot of people are looking at that record saying that's the team to beat, but the Steelers, uh, their quarterback is worse than the chiefs. Their running back situation is about even wide receivers. is really? just about even uh, I'd say tight ends chiefs to the uh, tight ends goes to the chiefs offensive lines. I know Kansas city's a bit banged up regardless. I'm, I'm rambling. Kansas City is the team to beat. Everybody knows it. Everyone knew it from the start of the season. You can be, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you can feel good about them being 10 and 0 all you want. But you know, when that AFC championship comes, if you make it there, you better be able to grind that rock out. You better be able to do some something like like Tennessee would be would try to do. You know, you got to figure it out because no matter what your record says, that's the most dangerous team in the NFL. Yeah, I think that what we're seeing right now, the the Steelers. Might be the undefeated team, but I really strongly believe you good over there. Just keep going. Just you can keep going without me looking at you. Okay. I think that the the Steelers have not proven the same level of resilience and the same level of talent and explosiveness. I think that they have benefited a little bit from an easy schedule. They've played hard teams, but they've benefited a little bit from an easier schedule than what the Chiefs have done. And But what we have seen from the Chiefs is that ability to storm back. And I think that, that that is what makes them the team to beat right now, is that they are almost unstoppable in these comeback situations. They're able to, to, to come back and play tight in these football games. I mean, a point to the game against the Chargers, a point to, to this game against the Raiders. I, I, really don't, I don't really know if I can even pick um, the Steelers over them. I think that in terms of just overall talent and coaching, I think that the Chiefs are a much better team. I think that when the Chiefs and Raiders meet up again in the playoffs this year, it will be maybe game of the year. Those two teams know how to battle it out. And Gruden is still not getting enough credit for what he's been doing coaching-wise, but still it feels like Andy Reid isn't either. Even though, oh, I look at Andy Reid, how he drew this up. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on, but still, you know, he's still executing a great, great offense and a great team. Right. So the, the other storyline that, that comes here that is that I led into early on is the Taysom Hill one. What, what what's that? Yeah, keep going. Just what you don't want to talk about this? I glazed over it without really thinking about what, what I was gonna think about it, but now I'm now I'm seeing it and I'm getting mad again. Well, the Saints lit the the world on fire, social media on fire on Friday when they announced that Taysom Hill was gonna start. We talked about that a little bit on for, on Friday's show. They didn't make a, a full commitment to Taysom Hill. He ends up starting this football game. And everybody's saying, like, how the, how the hell do you go out there with a gadget guy who's basically a tight end who can kind of throw a football? How, how do you put him 
out there over Jameis Winston, who has at least been a starter despite being inconsistent when it comes to turnovers? How do you not give him another shot? And what we got from this is Taysom Hill winning the game, the Saints winning the game, rather. I don't want to say that's directly his his uh, the reason why they, he's the reason why they won. But they won the game 24 to 9. He goes 13 for 23 for 233 yards. So not exactly having a you know a fat stat there. He's not putting together a crazy box score. But he did just enough to, for them to win, win the football game. And I think the question that we now have to ask ourselves, is this actually real? Can they hypothetically win football games with Taysom Hill if Drew Brees could not finish the season? Could they actually put together consistent play from him or is this just because they played the Falcons and this is just a one-time thing? I got some thoughts on that that intro here, Joe. First of all, Jameis Winston should not have started over Taysom Hill, and I hate Taysom Hill. I never really hated Jameis because I always thought he got a, a raw deal. But also, last year Jameis threw a 30-30 season, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He also had 21 dropped interceptions that season. So if all of those were caught, he would have had 30 touchdowns and 51 interceptions. <laughs> so I let's know think that. about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. I got a video to send you of 21 interceptions being dropped just by DBs. That's insane. Also, Taysom Hill didn't win this game. He didn't ice it. He didn't do. He didn't do anything like that. The Saints' defense is underrated. They are underrated. They blew up the Falcons' offensive line. Caleb McGarry is continuously getting whipped by Cameron Jordan. And Cameron Jordan now, again, breaks his own record of, of sacking one player for the most times uh, in a career. Sacked Matt Ryan 20 times in his career. So if Cameron Jordan has 100 sacks, 20% of that is on Matt Ryan. So whatever. Then let's go to the Saints' offensive line. They are stellar. They've invested in the offensive line. They get big bodies, and they get good pass protection versus Atlanta, who doesn't have tack anymore. They don't have Vic Beasley. They decided we're going to double-team Grady Jarrett, and we're just going to hold you at the line for 20 seconds and let Taysom Hill try to drop it in. That's how it worked. They ran a lot of um, run-heavy. I mean, just they sold the hell out of the run on the play actions that they did because they could just run the ball whenever they wanted to. That's Taysom Hill's M.O. That's the M.O. with the Saints also with Alvin Kamara back there. Every team is going to bite on the Saints play action with Taysom Hill in the game because they know that on any play, he could run the rock. It's it, it, it's 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 an impenetrable, impenetrable game plan right there against a weak defensive line like the Falcons. You go against like the Ravens or somebody else with a good uh, defensive line like Pittsburgh, that won't work against Pittsburgh. They'll, their offensive line are going to get blown up, and their defensive line is going to fill the gaps, and it's all going to get blown up. You can't sell the play action like that, though. And they also played Atlanta, who put out nine points, who couldn't score the ball, who has Dirk Cutter sitting up there, sitting on his thumb, not knowing what, the, what is going on in the game inconsistency on every first and second down doesn't know what's going to happen but more than that it's not just Dirk Cutter the, everybody that I hear saying trade off Julio trade off Julio they don't win with Julio not in the game they do not win Julio could be playing out there with one arm he'd still take a defender with him and maybe a safety half the time you don't win without Julio Jones. He needs to stay there forever. And that's just some crazy fan take. Whatever team that Julio goes to, if they decide to ship him, will win more games. God, I hate Atlanta. But I hate the Saints <laughs> more, and I hate the Taysom Hill and Sean Payton 
understand that they can sell the absolute hell out of the play action because everyone thinks of him as a run first option anyways. It was a hell of a way to talk about Taysom Hill. So Sean obviously is frustrated from this game because I know for a fact that he sat and suffered through the entirety yes. of it. And I can't imagine I can't imagine my team being the one that's uh, the one that leaves people to then discuss if if Taysom Hill can start a football just, game after this one. It's just I'm just I have too much hate. Yeah, I, I would be embarrassed. I would be entirely embarrassed if I'm the fan of the team that lost to Taysom Hill. No, I no, think I'm not embarrassed. I have hate. Okay. Well, Taysom Hill, I have to say here, folks, he's not a starter. He's still not a starter. He mm. barely – 13 for 23 is, first of all, a bad completion percentage. 13 completions in a game is not good. 233 yards is not good. Okay? That is not starting-level quarterback. This is a guy – that if you wanted to give him some more snaps, yeah, maybe you can get some more out of him. But he is not going to legitimately contribute to your offense to the level of another quarterback. And I maybe Jameis isn't that guy, but they need to draft somebody this, this draft cycle. They need to find a way to get someone. If that's Kyle Trask at the end of the first round, if maybe it's Mac Jones and, and trying to move in into the, the very end of the first round and maybe draft him earlier than expected – they need to get somebody young to at least try to build off of them. You can't go into next season when Drew Brees is in the booth calling games, rolling with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, because you know what's going to happen? They're going to alternate back and forth. They're going to go between Taysom Hill throwing for 11 completions on 30 attempts and rushing for like 50 yards and losing football games, or the other side of things, which is Jameis Winston probably throwing for 300 yards, but throwing for five interceptions. You can't have both. They, they need someone young. Yeah. You know what Taysom Hill didn't do yesterday? He didn't turn the ball over to the fourth quarter on a crazy fumble. That's what he, he had one turnover, yeah. and it was on a fumble. And Atlanta, surprisingly, has done decent in getting the ball out of out of the offensive hands on defense. Somehow, you, you watch the Atlanta defense, you say, Okay, they're probably gonna. Thanks, Mitch. They're probably gonna get the ball out some eventually. And thank God that they got one fumble way too late, though. He didn't turn the ball over. He actually looked somewhat composed, but he also didn't have anything to really fear. So he didn't know how he was gonna really act if he's in a twenty-one twenty ball game. That's the thing. He knew he was going against Atlanta. He knew their defense was, was carrying him, and he knew he had a weapon in the backfield right behind him uh, that that could take over if need be. And they also, they held his hand through that game. You, you talked about the play action, the run game. I think if you face a top defense in, 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 in a playoff matchup, this game's not going to turn out the same way. I, I, think that, I think that Taysom Hill is probably going to get shut down. He's not going to perform at this level. Um, Sean, you want to get it to our, our last new segment here? How many viewers do we have right now? Because I want them all to hear this. Four. We had 16, but then they all just dipped for some reason. So can I explain the new segment? Can I explain the new segment? Do whatever you want. Okay. So we're trying to add some new segments. This is Daddy, are you mad at me? Or whatever it is. No, it's what I wanted to be. It's that it's um dad, I'm sorry, please stop yelling. (laughs) That's what I wanted to be. That's what I think. Um okay, so the intention here with this new segment is on a weekly basis. We want to come up with not only our own stories of just stupid shit that we did on a weekly basis. The the goal is something that we did that justifies why we're not employed full time. Um, and we want to s- extend this. If you are at all 
have any stories that that when you if you have any stories that fit this criteria, something really stupid that you did that you want to send in to us, feel free to at GTTP podcast, DM it to us, tag us, whatever it is. We will also be looking for submissions on a weekly basis. We will then read and react to them. But we have a specific one of something stupid that I did this weekend in an effort to go see and hang out with Sean. And I'm going to let Sean lead this in, and then I'm going to probably have to defend myself for the next 45 minutes. Okay, so I've known Joe since freshman year of college. So I was in 2016. And I've always known him to be a terrible, terrible driver. And you're thinking, what does that matter? You know, what does that have to do with justifiably unemployed, Sean? He's just a bad driver. He drives a BMW and he thinks he owns the road. And I just hate every BMW driver. They're just bad. They're just not, they don't know how to drive. They think that they own the road. That's common. You kind of expect that. But when you haven't seen your broadcast partner since last December, and then he's talking about Giants have a bye week. Uh, Notre Dame also on a bye. I'm like, oh, great. I actually, for the first time, don't have work on a Saturday and a Sunday. So it's not like you'd only be able to make it for like one day. We'd be able to hang out for two days and then we'd be able to well, see each other. But that the Sunday thing I, I was completely wrong on. I wasn't going to be able to. I thought that I was, but that actually wasn't going to work. Regardless. I'll say I'll, I'll, regardless, I was going to be able to see you on Saturday. So I'm like, you know what? Having drank with my buddy in a while, we normally have a, a fun time doing so. Or at least we get a story out of it. And, right. Uh, I'm like, okay, Joe's coming down. I cleaned my basement more thoroughly than I have. I, I don't know. Oh, now you're just going to make me feel I, bad. <laughs> I clean. I have not cleaned this hard when I have had dates down here. I clean places oh. that I have not cleaned. Maybe have never been cleaned. I got the racks underneath the table with the little pullout shelves. Are you going to bang me? No, I just wanted to be look at the basement. You know, that's what I, you know, I cleaned. I actually completely refigured my entire table setup. I consolidated it, moved, moved mics, moved boxes, moved wires, everything. Just made it look good. Everything was clean, sparkling, didn't smell bad, which it normally does because my feet and socks and all that nonsense. It was looking good. I'm juiced up. Here comes my buddy. He's kind of be down here at like 1 p.m. Get like three cases of beer, one case of seltzers, in case whatever you wanted to do. Jesus it was Christ. my mom went grocery shopping, ton of food, Ugh. good food, and I, wake up. Okay, I work the next morning. Wake up. Hey, blew a tire. Don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. So I'm like, that's wild. Thanks. And then he's like, I'm, I text him. Cause he just already called out. He said, not going to be able to make it. Not, Hey, I'm going to see okay. if I can make to, it. He said, be, I'm not coming. So be, you suck fair. on that fatty. That's to, what he said to, to me. To, no, and no, no. To be fair. I to, have to say, wait. are you going to get it fixed and still try to come down? Cause it's only 10. I said, I'm going to try. I said, I'm going to try. So that, that's my point is that I was, my outlook was very short term because I was pissed at myself that I blew a tire for the second time in, in a, I think like a four-month period I've blown a tire. This is the same tire in a four-month mm. period that I've popped driving, uh, trying to drive somewhere, okay? So my reaction, obviously, I was pissed at myself. So I was going to be like, I'm not, I can't make it. I, I don't know how long this is going to take. And I was assuming that they were going to tell me that they weren't going to be able to get me a tire. But after speaking to the guy, he tells me that I'm going to get you this tire. We're going to get you a tire. We're going to get it, uh, the specific tire that you need by 1 o'clock. 
That was what the guy told me. And that was why things got complicated, right? I don't mean to cut off your story, but that was how things got really freaking annoying was because this guy told me one o'clock. And if I could get my car back at one o'clock, I get down there at four and that's still not that late. That's a little bit later than, than I was hoping to get down there. Plenty of time to hang out, leave some time in the middle of the day on Sunday. Uh, guy doesn't call me. I call him at 3.30. Mm-hmm. So they, oh, just wondering what, what, what's what's up with the tire. You told me to call if, if, if I don't hear from you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got it. Just come down here now. Come down here now. Show up at, at – because it's 30 minutes away where I pop the tire. I show up. You know, I get there. I think it's like 4.15. And I go in, and as I'm pulling up, my car's still in the same spot. The tire's still cl- clearly flat. After speaking to him, he tells me that you know he they're still significantly backed up. I then waited there for a, another hour until 5:30. So me trying to come down there, and getting down there at nine o'clock, that wasn't going to make any sense. And I think that we both agree with sure. me getting down there at nine and then having to wake up in the middle of the day and then leave. I thought I was going to be able to stay on Sunday and come back on Monday, but I forgot that I have to record my locked on Irish show, which had to come out on Monday. So that wasn't going to work. I had to come back sometime on Sunday. So that was, that was, I think the, the perpetual fuck up here was that not only did it happen early in the morning and while I was just leaving, but in an effort to still make it there, every step of the way was extended. You know, really pissed me off. What? See, you called me at six 30 at night. You called me and I'm like, it wasn't a text. I'm like, maybe he's coming down. Maybe he's like, you know what? Caution of the wind. I don't care. I want to drink with you, friend. I haven't seen you. It's going to be a fun time. I'm driving down. I got a new tire on. I'll drive better. You know, I'm thinking that. And I'm like, as soon as I saw that coming through, I'm like, great. Maybe this is what it's going to be. Hey, Sean, uh, did you get a chance to read the the show topics I pushed? I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, come on. I just wanted to talk to you about that. (laughs) You know what you do when you catch a fish? You reel it in. Okay. You know what you don't do? You don't just let it sit. And then reel it in a little bit, and then reel it in a little bit. You know what happens? Because then it dies. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I apologized already. Well, okay, I'm not gonna show. I'm not gonna leave it at six. I get then. that. I get that. I just it was when just I can just a in, a, in two in, in two weeks from now, when you have a Saturday off, when I'm gonna then come, which I told you I'm going to do. I would rather just leave at a reasonable time and get there early, like I was planning on doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there won't be. You know, you're, you're, you're if I pop my tire again, then off, you know, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Your seat won't move. I want you right now to admit you're a bad driver. To the oh, office. I am. I am a terrible driver. And I just want to, so I want to just give the lead in from my perspective. I had woken up at eight o'clock, got my shit together, get on the road. I've never driven this direction south before to go somewhere, mm. but I know the road that I'm on. Just get onto the parkway, starting to drive. And as somebody who has popped my tire multiple times, it is the most degrading thing to happen. So as I'm on the highway, getting off on the exit, that's going to lead me to the, you know, just on this long path. As I am driving, I, you know, it bump up and down, bump, bump. And then I hear coming out of the le- the front left tire. Things pop on. And immediately I'm like, no fucking way. I'm literally screaming in my car. Every time that I've done it, I have I've seen you scream. I've verbal no, they're not at this level. Yes, uh, it is it is like a full on, like only one word. You could probably guess it's the F word, obviously. I am just shouting in my car at the the utter disbelief that I have done this now three times with my car. 
that I, for some reason, have attracted potholes to the point where every single one that I've hit has popped the tire. So, and I mean, I have to say, and I know this is a cliche for 2020, but this had to have been the most 2020 thing that I could, at this point in time, could have had happen to me. Because, like you said, I haven't taken a break this whole year in an effort to like build up all the content that I'm doing because I'm not full-time employed, which is kind of why this fits the justifiably unemployed thing. Right. I finally have the perfect weekend to get the hell out of New Jersey. No, like the timing of no work on, on, on Sunday or, and no game to watch on Saturday to get the hell out of New Jersey for a weekend, because that's also something that I have not done in a very long time. You know, it's one thing to like hang out with my friends who, which are never available because they're all doing more important things. So I never get to actually go hang right. out with them. Yeah, well, one of them's flying airplanes, so he's too important to hang out with me. The other one's applying to law school, so he's uh, and he's doing applications, so he won't hang out with me. The rest of them, I just don't respond half the time because they're just inconsistent at responding. You need to get a group like mine. We're all just kind of degenerates, ready to, to hang. You know? <laughs> We're all ready. just kind of like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I'm I don't blame them. They're just they're busy right now, but. The, finally a good opportunity to get the hell out of New Jersey and hang out and just be drunk for the entirety of the day, which was the intent. And my tire pops 15 minutes into me driving there. I will have to say at least it didn't happen while I was in like Pennsylvania because that would have been much worse. It would have been a lot worse. They might have gotten, they might have been able to get you a tire quicker there. I don't know about that. It was a really specific tire. The last time I popped it, it took me four days to get it. That was why I was. That was why I immediately checked out. And I was like, "I'm." There's no way I'm coming. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, I drive in DC every day, right? Like I drive over DC roads and the crazy craters that are in there, and you know, they did some good repaving on my street uh, where I work, and yeah, you know, I'm happy for that. But I never popped the tire. I mean, these are some bad your, roads. Your car's a lot bigger than mine, though. Your tires are a lot bigger. That's true. That's true. I'm driving on two seventy fives, so. Maybe maybe invest on some thicker tires there, buddy. I don't know if they fit on my car. I don't think mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I blew $300. And you that, hurt my feelings in the process. Yeah. So it was a f- fantastic weekend for the both of us. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, okay. Okay. So I obviously... You're, you're, at, least we, at least we got Mitch's tweet. That's Right. That's at least we got Mitch's you know? tweet. That, that, that helps us get through it. I might so, write that on a pillow. I might I might hire someone to sew that onto a pillow. I want we should, that forever. We should make t-shirts. We should make t-shirts. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, so you're busy this weekend. What that? What are you, are you working next weekend? Can you communicate that to me? I'll come next weekend. Yet, I do not have my schedule yet. All right, fine. All right, we'll figure that out then. Well, you got someone shouting you. It's dinner, Sean. I guess it's yeah. It's time for me to get off. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, people. Yep. Um, follow us at GTTP Podcast if you're listening now or to the replay. Uh, this should be up in podcast form. I'm hoping if Sean is willing to willing to do it um also make sure you um follow us at joe de leon at sanderson radio uh if you're interested in joining our discord server we have a discord server where we just talk about stupid shit uh we're up to 22 people now which is pretty good so we're gonna keep adding some more people to that um yeah that's about it thanks for tuning in folks we'll see you tomorrow